You're listening to the Platte River Bard. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Platte River Bard. This is Chris Berger. And I'm Sherry Berger. And we are here today with Timothy Scholl. He is the Executive Artistic Director at Angels Theatre Company, and he's here to talk to us about the new play that they're going to put on here in February. It's called Predictor, and it's by Jennifer Blackmer. And there's also a few other things we, he has going on that is con- that are connected with this play, yeah. and we're going to talk to him about that as well. Thank you, sir, very much for talking with us today. Thank Welcome. you for having me. Always a joy to be on your show. Thank Welcome. you. Oh, we're really happy, too. Yes, indeed. So this is, uh, we love Angels because it's all about the new, and you guys are always doing new stuff, and I love new stuff. And Predictor, I, of course, I had not heard of this, um, but it's by uh, Jennifer Blackmer, who's a, a fairly uh, famous, well-known, and award-winning playwright. And uh, you guys are uh, doing this sort of a world premiere type of situation. Um, yes. That you were sort of, or we're, we were talking a bit uh, about earlier. Um, tell us about a little bit about, um, I guess, this play and the world premiere situation. And, uh, and uh, I believe you're directing as well, Yes. I am. Yeah, I get to wear both hats, producing and directing Excellent. here. Um, really, really enjoying it. Uh, yeah, so uh, Predictor is the true story of a uh, real person, a, a shiro, if you will, named Meg Crane. Okay. And Meg Crane is the inventor of the home pregnancy test. She invented the home pregnancy test uh, in 1967. Yes. Um, and this entire play came about Uh, Because there was a New York Times article um, around 2015-2016 that was entitled, Can Women Be Trusted with Their Own Pregnancy Test? Oh, my God. (laughs) And uh, this article was uh, making a correction because uh, another article had previously said that uh, Meg was not. They said EPT created the first own pregnancy test. Mm. And Meg said, no, hey, wait a minute, it was me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so Jennifer uh, Blackmer, who's been a friend of mine for, oh my goodness, um, 30 years. Wow. Uh, Okay, nice. (laughs) So uh, she was really struck by this article. And, you know, one thing led to another. She ends up getting in touch with Meg and saying, look, I really want to write a play about your life. Because one of Jennifer's um, ideologies as part of her artistic statement is really looking at uh, undercredited and really strong female characters who are who are in unique situations so she writes a lot about science she writes a lot about yeah um, really complex creature uh women characters who who are interacting in their world and what they're creating etc she has a an, another play called delicate particle logic about lisa meitner um, who famously worked with otto hahn in splitting the atom, which led to the development of the atom bomb. The atom bomb. But of course, if you read the history books, it's all about Otto Hahn. It's not exactly. about Lisa Meitner. Yes. Um, yes. So anyway, uh, that, that's kind of uh, Jennifer's uh, focus. So that's so cool. we started talking about this play about two years ago, um, and it just the timing seemed really good. And of course, we had the pandemic years, and that kind of set everything back a little bit. Um, you know, but then this summer, the Supreme Court handed down the, the decision 
um, that became very famous right. and this play became a lot more uh, relevant for sure yeah. not because it's uh, about abortion or Mm-mm. or anything like that but it is about um, bodily autonomy and it is about uh, women making choices about their health care mm-hmm. um, and um, it, it presents the story uh, in a in a very funny and a very engaging and a very uh, aggravating and frustrating way mm-hmm. um, Jen has a very unique storytelling style I just used the word very unique didn't I I promised myself I would never do that very as an unique. educated person <laughs> <laughs> so let me correct uh, Jen okay. has a unique story style, there we uh, go. storytelling style um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, I'm just I'm just really pleased uh, not only to be premiering and working with a world premiere That's so uh, cool. of such a great script, but because it's from a from a dear friend from so long ago, and yeah, I'm really just uh, excited about this whole process. Did you guys go to uh, college together or something? Or where did you meet? We did. Excellent. Yeah, we we actually went to the University of Evansville in Indiana. Uh, Many years ago. I won't say how long. All right. Fair more, more, to pro- more to protect Jennifer than myself. <laughs> I understand. Yeah, I saw that. And I saw that she also got involved in the Illinois Shakespeare Festival, which mm-hmm. I know that um, Christina Kirk uh, was down at, the, down at Nebraska Repertory um, had been involved in that. Oh yeah, as well. Mm-hmm. So they might even know each other. They may. <laughs> yeah. The more the more theater people you know, the more you realize it's kind of a small world. A small world. It's a pretty small <laughs> world. Yeah. Yeah. It's neat. I love it though. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, we were talking just a little bit uh, before, and you were talking about I, I. I love the title, for one, predictor. Because the first it, it's it's very intriguing, and I'm like, what the heck is this about? And you're like, oh, it's about the lady that invented the the home pregnancy test. And, and I love sort of uh, uh, Jennifer Blackmer's sort of mission about what she does in highlighting basically these forgotten and brushed aside women in, in history, yeah. yes. uh, particularly in science. You, you mentioned it. It's, it seems to be yeah. quite prevalent in science. Um, it's been such a male-dominated field for so long, and even just the way they teach math and science are more geared towards a male brain. Yes. You know, than yeah. a female brain. And, and it so seems, it's exciting to see yeah. women in those fields. Absolutely. And, and they always have thrive. been. That's the thing. They yeah. always have been. Yeah. And yeah. and it seems like the last, what, maybe 10, 20 years, we've been going, we've been finding out more and more about, oh, by the way, you know, it wasn't yeah. just this guy. It was actually this lady. Mm-hmm. And then this guy either helped her or they were a team or... He just took her work and stuck his name on it. Well, yeah. Which right. I hear that a lot, too. And all those women who uh, did the math calculations for the moon landing. Yeah. Right. Mean, yeah, we just... can, yes, and we yeah. get stuff like that coming exactly. out. Yes. Yes. Well, and I haven't, I haven't read it yet, but it, I just put it on my list. I know about this new book that came out called Lessons in Chemistry hmm. that apparently is, is very popular right now among book clubs and others. Um, but it's about a, a woman who uh, is making her way in the, in the world of chemists. Wow. And it seems like it's a really strong correlation with Meg's story here. For sure. This isn't just her first science-based type play. She's she's done some other plays as well. And some awards right? too, yeah. And yeah. Some Je- Jennifer, yeah. Jennifer yeah. Uh, has done. She's. Um, I want to say there's eight or nine plays that she has had uh, developed mm-hmm. and produced. Yeah. Um, I, 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 you know, I, I won't 
tell Jennifer that I play favorites, but I'm really enchanted by her play Delicate Particle Logic, which is about Lisa Meitner. Nice. Um, Just a really, really strong script. Um, That one has been produced already, so that takes it kind of out of Angel's work. But uh, Fair enough. Um, we well, can uh, we can we can work on Predictor here, and I'm really yeah. excited about this show. Well, yeah, insane Predictor, and and, you, and and you're talking about a world premiere, and you were telling us earlier this is sort of um, part of the um, NNPN, the the National New Play Network. Yes, and that correct is part of this what they call a rolling premiere, or uh, well, so Predictor is not yet part of a rolling world premiere. Okay, okay, um, but it is it is the same style. Okay. Uh, in that the the play will open in Lincoln on February 10th. Okay. Later in the year, I believe it's later in the spring, it'll move to Sacramento. So it will also okay. open in Sacramento, California. Nice. And then in the late summer, it will uh, be presented in Indianapolis, Indiana. So there are three productions that will happen throughout the country right now. Now, other theaters are you know, as they develop their seasons and as they hear about these plays, if they want to produce this play within an 18-month window, so 18 months of February 10th, then they would also be uh, able to do that, and it could become a Rolling World premiere from there. Okay. okay. But it's, re- it's really a designation for a certain number of performances and mm. theaters that right. that do the play in the same 18-month uh, month season, if you will. Right, right. That's cool. That is so fun. So you have your own cast, and it looks like you have uh, several in your cast that have been working on this play. Um, Yeah. So how is that going? (laughs) Uh, Well, we haven't started rehearsal yet, but we have Mm -hmm. had several readings, and we have had some work with Jennifer already, of course. Um, And uh, we're we're using uh, quite a few actors from the local area. Um, and uh, at least the, the young woman who's playing Meg, the, the title role, mm-hmm. uh, lives in New York now, but she's a graduate of Illinois Wesleyan University. Ah. Um, and that's where I first encountered her and, yeah. and uh, contacted her about this play, and um, she's really looking forward to doing it. So she'll be coming back into town to, to play that role. Um, we've got some Angels newcomers in as well. Nice. Um, I believe Britta Tolofsson, I believe, is also a, an Omaha-based actor, mm. um, but but she'll be coming down to to play one of the roles. You're offering some talks around this, and your your first talk is coming up here on January 5th to get Correct. the community engaged to talk about this. Yeah, that's a few yeah. weeks. So this is a um, you know such an important topic and such an important play and the sure. the issues that it that it's going to bring up. And, um, you know, I, I'm an academic at heart and a, and a, you know, German theater scholar. And, you know, one of the things about the, the German theater world is that each community has their own theater because that's where they go to work out some of their community issues, yeah. some of their community problems. And um, I, I don't know that I would say that this is a community problem, but it's, it's a discussion point that I think we need to have. So what we put together is, um, is a community forum and it's uh, Jennifer Blackmer will be coming in and Meg Crane, who, of course, is the subject of the play, will be coming in and they will hold a discussion moderated by Patty Panzing Brooks, um, you know, the, the uh, former senator from, here from uh, in the Nebraska legislature. And okay. yeah. it's just going to be a, a conversation uh, about the play, about Meg's uh, uh, invention. Uh, of this test and its impact on on our world you know i 
in a culture of celebrity and YouTube stars and things like that, mm-hmm. I think it's really important that, you know, we're going to meet someone in Meg who has literally changed the world. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think that's hyperbole to say. No. You know, because I think that, it, you know, even looking at, you know, several months ago, I remember sitting, taking a, a home COVID test. Yeah. Thinking, would I be able to take this test today if Meg had not pioneered? Right the taking of the home pregnancy test home by test. yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and I think that that is a just a such a monumental change in our society and and to to be able to meet someone and talk with someone who has changed our world. Yeah. Uh, it yeah. really for the better. Yes. I think it's is a tremendous opportunity. So we're really looking forward to that conversation. That's awesome. Um that's a free event. It's going to be at Ooh. First Plymouth Church. First Plymouth Church, okay? Um, and that's on January the 5th at 6 p.m. And I, that's really a kickoff to, you know, a discussion. Then we'll have the play uh, on opens on February 10th. Uh, <laughs> that's also going to be, uh, you know, that's when my nerves will probably go up because right. this will be the first time that Meg ever sees this play performed. Oh, <laughs> really? Oh, so man. She, she will be in the audience opening night watching her story on oh. stage for the very first time. Holy she's been God. to readings and yeah. she, she knows what the play is about. Right. Uh, you know, and she's read the play, obviously, but sure. this will be the first time she ever sees it. Oh, wow. So Lincoln is her first stop on oh, this. Cool. Lincoln is her first that. stop. Oh, yeah. wow. That- we are the first world premiere yes <laughs> wonderful yeah. that, that'll be a heck of a night for her. I, I just just the fact that somebody wrote I, I can't imagine somebody wrote a play about you and now they're <laughs> going to do it. I, I can't imagine even yeah. what that experience is like just yeah. setting aside what she did, just that right. there's a play about me out there right. and people like it. I mean, it's just like, how crazy is that? I, I can't imagine what that experience would be like. And then of course, on top of it all, what she has done for everybody. And like you said, our home COVID tests and science, we all know one thing kind of builds on another and she was like the first yeah. home test well yeah and you can go in the stores now and and you can get paternity tests you can get of course you can get the flu tests you can get uh hiv tests as well yeah like you can yeah. get all kinds of tests now and it started there to to take at home in the privacy of your home yeah um you know and and the um there, there's a there's a nice little scene uh at the beginning of this play um where the the idea hits Meg and she's, she got hired at Organon uh, Pharmaceuticals as a designer. And uh, when she was walking through the lab, she passed this row of test tubes just sitting up there. And she said, what's that? It's like, oh, those are pregnancy tests. It's like, what do you mean? And as she was starting to talk to one of the scientists and figure out what's going on, he was like, yeah, it's a very complex test. He goes, well, why does it happen this way? And he goes, well, you know, it's very complex and it involves a lot of science and a lot of work. And she looked down the line and she goes, okay, so pregnant, not pregnant, not pregnant, not pregnant, 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 not pregnant, pregnant. How did I do? Uh, yeah, you got them all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so it doesn't seem that hard. No. So why? <laughs> well, yeah. And just, just to show my age here, um, the, the pregnancy tests that, that I used uh weren't the strip tests like we see now it it was 
it did have two different test tubes. But if the water turns blue, then it's, mm-hmm. it was a it was oh, a completely yeah, different yeah. Um, setup than what we have now. It's it's more simple now, and yeah. it's less waiting time now, <laughs> for mm. sure. There, so there was a moment. Um, I'm not uh, a, a huge TV guy, but. Um, my my wife gets into certain shows and watches them all the way through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she started watching the show This Is Us. I don't know if you're familiar. Yes, I've heard of that. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. so I, I'm working. And, and like I said, we've been working on this play for a couple of years. And this was this past summer. All of a sudden, she yelled for me to come upstairs. And I was like, well, what's going on? I went upstairs. And she had the television pause. This Is Us was doing an episode about a pregnancy test. And they were using Predictor. And it said it right on the box, predictor. Oh, and it, wow. so it's this scene. And, you know, This Is Us takes place apparently in the mid to late 70s. And okay. So, yeah, they were they were using oh, my the original pregnancy test. Oh, wow. Ah, that's so cool that's that a, they thought of that. that so somebody's yeah. clearly doing their research. Yeah. That's awesome. That's right. <laughs> exactly. Because, yeah, it didn't used to look like it, look, like it looks now. And that's something I didn't know. I, I just figured that was the name of the play, predictor, but that was the name of the actual product that 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 yeah that that she invented it was called just predictor predictor was the name that she gave it when she uh filed the patent okay um you know so she filed the patent with the u.s patent office her name is on it you can go to those archives and see all those uh, at this point um you know part of the national record uh but was you know largely uncredited with 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 its invention right um she, she ended up selling it to organon pharmaceuticals for a dollar Wow. Um, and then, yeah, and then they produced the test. Wow. What? Well, but, well, yeah, and I, I, I don't want to give too much away on the right, play right, here, right. but it's, I mean, this is the thing to understand about Meg and the thing to understand about, then I think the play does a, a great job of, of explaining this, is her motivation in this test was not because she wanted fame or the fortune. Right. It was the altruistic of this just needs to happen. Yes, Women need to be able to do this test themselves and not go see a male doctor, mostly mm-hmm. male doctor, wait sure. three weeks, then have to go back to that doctor and face whatever judgment or whatever is part of whatever decision that comes back as, right. you know, for a variety of reasons, whether it's joy or sorrow or or fear, you know, that's sure. that's something that, that that woman at that time had to experience through this um, you know, male doctor right. <laughs> for sure, because yeah. that's what was happening at the time. So right. absolutely, and 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 a lot of judgment uh, uh, went with that. Uh, I'm sure, yeah. many yeah. times. Well, we've come so far, but not, but then you know, steps <laughs> steps back, two steps forward, one step back. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Well, this is really exciting. Um, it's it's an exciting thought, and it's something that we don't normally talk about. So I, I'm yeah. really glad that she has put this into art and let yeah, art absolutely. have this conversation. So I really, yeah, that, that's really cool. And I like that. Uh, I think it's fascinating. I had not heard that about German theater and that how they, they, they produce plays to have a conversation with the community. And, um, yeah, I, I think that's a, I think that's a really neat, uh, way to look at theater and to approach theater. Um, especially dealing you know because you're specifically dealing with issues that affect everybody and this is definitely 
that type of thing and and it, mm-hmm. it's really cool that you are, are sort of almost treating it in in the sort of the german way and and yeah I, I i find that really fascinating i'd never heard that before um and it's, that's so valuable i think it's so valuable i mean yes theater's great entertainment we we, we all need it we need that mm-hmm. but um but education theater's so good at that and i i think sometimes we can forget that yeah you can also go and, and kind of learn something and, yeah. and be changed. It, it, is a, um, it is a unique art form from the perspective that very few other art forms can have such an immediate visceral effect. Yes. Because you are, you are, a, you are engaging in this ephemeral meeting of a live actor on stage and a, a live audience. Yeah where not only anything can happen and, you know, the creation and the energies and you've been on stage before and know that, sure. you know, when that energy is flowing. Um, but they've also done recent studies uh, out of London that when an audience sits together, their breathing and their heart rates will start to sink. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that they're engaging in that. And you, you have to confront this live human being on the other side of the stage. And there's a there's a conception. Um, the German word is Mitleid, um, which is translated as compassion, but re- really is a little bit deeper. Um, it means to suffer with. So that when you are encountering someone on stage, you are experiencing the world from their perspective. Yeah. Hmm. Um, and it, and it's why I've said uh, you know for a long time it, you know. You know, it sounds like I'm being gratuitous here, but, you know, things like violence and nudity. Sure. Violence and nudity work on film. Yes. Why don't they work on stage? Uh, Well, because mm, nudity mm. on stage isn't sexy. It's uncomfortable. Yes, yes, it is. It's another human being there going, oh, wow, I shouldn't be here. Shouldn't Mm -hmm. be doing this. Violence on stage is, you know, we can watch two movie stars beat each other up. But if somebody gets slapped on stage. It's shocking. You can feel the visceral impact on the audience. You know, when we did, uh, we did a premiere uh, of the, This Mortal Life also, which we did last February. Um, it was about the life of Dietrich Bonhoeffer. And we very specifically kept a lot of Nazi iconography out of the play. Okay. But there was one point where we had to use a swastika on an armband for one of the, mm-hmm. the characters that came in. Mm-hmm. And I staged it so that when he came in, that that uh, armband was on the upstage side. Okay. And when he turned every night, there was an audible visceral reaction in the theater. Mm-hmm. Because as soon as they saw that, and I was like, if you, if that's what is happening because you see a swastika on stage. symbol, yeah. Just yep. that symbol. And there's, I knew at that point that the audience was with us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. That, that, just that they were there. carried so much weight. So yeah. much weight. Um, and I, so I believe, and I, I really am fascinated and thankful for this ephemeral nature of this art form that just allows us to make really strong visceral connections with other human beings. Mm-hmm. Sure. And um, so the, the stories in, and I know I don't want you to have to give it away or anything like that, but the, the stories in this play isn't just, it's not just the story of one woman, it's, it's the story of of other situations as well or is it is it just yeah yeah well it, it's meg's story mm-hmm. um but yeah. it's the story of how meg uh 
encounter this so that okay. so that to, to give away kind of the the style of the play if you will okay the the stage directions say that this the play takes place in Meg's head somewhere in Oregon on pharmaceuticals which is somewhere in New Jersey that's kind of the okay. statement okay the time frame of the play is about seven seconds oh. because at the top of the play Meg sits down to sign the contract and it's the contract to sign over the rights to of her invention to Oregon on pharmaceuticals okay and when she sits down to sign the contract she pauses and then the entire play opens up as a look back at what what happened and how how we got here and yeah. all of the women she encountered um all of the the men she encountered who who say the the frustrating things yeah <laughs> that you know yes um all of the things you can imagine were said to a to a woman a single woman who was working in you know the 1960s in in a pharmaceutical industry yeah single mm. probably made it even worse yeah. <laughs> made it even worse <laughs> yeah. and then yeah. you know her relationship with her roommate her relationship with her mother her relationship with uh, you know the people that who she worked with yeah um her relationship with her eventual uh husband so the the storytelling is just so is so unique and so powerful and funny and um it, it really is one of those plays that i think draws you in and you start laughing and having a good time mm -hmm. and then it delivers a gut punch mm. yeah. okay. and then it yeah. gets you laughing again sure. and then oh wait here comes another gut punch yeah. um so i i really enjoy the way that jen tells this story and i and i just think it's going to be a, a, a fabulous event and that people will really be moved by it so on January 5th, because I definitely want to talk mm -hmm. a little bit more about that, what can someone expect from this conversation that you guys are putting together yes. at First Plymouth? Because the playwright will be there, correct? Correct. So it'll be the playwright, it'll be uh, Meg Crane. And, and you know, the woman herself. Real-life Shiro. Yes. Uh, will wow. be there and, you know, changer of the world. Uh, and Patty Panzing Brooks will be uh, a moderator. If anybody's been to something like the Ian Thompson Forum lectures okay. or those conversations okay. it'll it'll be somewhat similar um you know patty will be asking some questions of meg of jen and then of the two of them together and really talking about uh the issues that the play raises mm -hmm. you know so it's not going to necessarily be about the play itself it may get into some of the creation and you know the story of how jen and, and meg connected and mm -hmm. you know why did meg allow someone to write a play about her, you know, right. some of those, some of those kind of things, but it, but it'll be about the, the issues that Meg faced and the, the way that she had to go about really creating this test that ended up changing the world. Mm -hmm. um, then there'll be some Q and A afterwards with, with the audience. And, you know, then we'll hopefully have enough conversation generated there to not only draw interest in the play, but to continue this conversation going. Yeah. Um, so that it can continue to kind of ripple through the community and um, we can we can really have a, a healthy community discussion about um, what I feel is a really important topic in our, in our society. It'll be interesting um, too to see your audience, what the ratio of, them, of men to women are in that audience. 
curious. Well, and I'm particularly looking, um, you know, and I'm working with uh, Holly, Reverend Holly Schmidt uh, at um, First Plymouth has a group called Her Voice Matters, and they're co-sponsoring mm. this this talk. Nice. Um, and they're the ones who could be continuing the conversation through the summer. And okay. And one of the things that we've talked about is really wanting and valuing the voices of young women. Um, because the, I mean, just the truth of the matter is the young women can't imagine a world where they couldn't go right into CVS, get a pregnancy test and even take that test in the bathroom of the CVS. Right. Yeah. Um, that world is foreign to them. Um, the older women know of kind of the struggle to get there. And, and I think it's just really important generationally for not only, you know, men versus women, but uh, generations of women to uh, see this topic and see this um, see this real life person who has impacted their their life in so many unknown ways. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, and I think especially, and it's very interesting you say that about the younger women and not sort of being in a world where where that was even a thing. And, and oh yeah, and, and and I think and I think um, and and heck, I'm not that young, but uh, since I've been. Um, you know, sort of paying attention. Um, we've always been in a world where, um, you know, abortion access was not, you know, w- was was always there. And then, available. Yeah. boy, boy, did this year kind of knock that away. And I notice uh, a lot of young folks are like, it really sort of rocked their world because that was that was a done deal that was a settled argument that was a rock that you could stand on and mm-hmm. that rock got taken away this year in a lot yeah. of places and 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 it looks like rolling through the next year or two there's going to be states that well there are we we know this a lot of states are lining up to do it already mm-hmm. are are, right. are are looking to do the same yeah. and and I, and I did notice a lot of young women going Whoa! This was never even. It wasn't even on their radar that this could that just that right could be disappear. Taken away. Yeah, right. You know? And and in fact, it it is going to be disappearing for some folks. And yeah. I think that's really fascinating that it, she's a similar thing. You know, the, the the older women do remember a time when they couldn't do this, and yeah. now they can. And what mm-hmm. a luxury that 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 is. And and. Uh, and I say luxury now because uh, we thought we had a done deal, and now it's gone. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, our it's rights very really much rights. Uh, the rights are only rights if uh, there's somebody around to give them to you, apparently. Well, I mean, the same could be said for theater. I've been doing some research because I found out that I'm distantly related to Sir Richard Steele, who wrote The Conscious Lovers. Oh. And so I've been delving into some of his yes. work and even some of his writings where they talk about him not submitting his plays to the Ministry of whatever, I forget now. But he'd have to submit it to the government in order to be able to produce the play. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine approve. a life, a, t- a time when you wouldn't I be actually, allowed to do that? <laughs> I actually think that rule still exists. I remember... Um, really? Yeah. So, so I'm going to go back in my history bank here, but... Um, my dissertation advisor a long time ago was Welsh. Hmm. And he okay. was telling me this story about having to submit a play he wrote as an undergraduate to the Ministry of, I, I, I forget what it's called, yeah, but, I can't remember. It's but, it, but it had to be approved. Now, now, they had a fairly liberal approval policy. Okay. But to your point, it was still, 
Yeah, it had to be approved. You still had to go through a process. Yeah. Before you were able to put it on stage. Yeah, and so you couldn't do political plays. You might you you wouldn't be able to right. do a play in compared comparative in in our climate to theirs. A play like this probably wouldn't make it. Well, and that's, yeah, might not. <laughs> and especially in England, it's just shocking that they still do that, considering the what they let their press get away with over there. <laughs> and, and, and they want you to Says submit Says the Harry your, and Meghan fans. Well, I'm just saying, they, 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 they get away with saying and saying things over there that, that would land people over here in court. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And, yeah. and it's just so odd that, oh, but you have to submit your play. It's, uh, yeah. It's just, it's, it's, it, it doesn't quite. So I love it. Sense. The rebel in me loves it. The rebel in me loves <laughs> yes. it. We can do a play about this. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, the fact that, that she wrote this play about Meg and, and what Meg did in a time where yeah. it, it probably wasn't appreciated um, in front of her, you know, until, until it got out to the public, she probably didn't even feel appreciated for her work. Oh, I, I, I believe that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. for sure. Well, and especially yeah. you said the way, you know, of course, the way she went about it, because her, her, her goal, her ultimate goal wasn't to, oh, hey, I made this thing, uh, you know, here comes the money, right? That, right. that, yeah. that was absolutely 100% not what it was about and not why she did it. And, and the fact no. that, that she did it, how she did it, tells you exactly why she did it. Was she able right. to get the patent first before some of the other companies that we know of today? Oh, yeah. She holds the patent to the first pregnancy oh, test. Good. Original patent, yeah. Good, good. Yeah. For sure. That is awesome. In good fact, that her. that design that you, you've probably seen on the postcard, that is the mm-hmm. original predictor design. And is it? Okay. And she developed this. You know, Meg was trained as a designer. And okay. uh, some, one of her comments is, like, I'm a designer. This is the work that I know how to do. How do I get something to fit and work and makes sense and she uh, started with a paper clip holder uh-huh. and had all of these requisite and if you look at it it is it like you know, one of those old paper clip has wow. an angled mirror at the bottom so yeah. because because the idea is that the, it's a it's a urine based test and so right. that they have to put in the urine with the reagent and if the reagent makes a, a solid red circle on the bottom that's a positive result but you can't see that if you disturb the test tube. So hence the holder to hold it in place. And then the mirror is there so that you can see the bottom of it and be able to tell whether it's a positive or negative test, you know, much easier now when I can just look for the two lines on my COVID test. (laughs) Or what we did in the eighties and early nineties, which was a color of the, if the water turns blue or not. Yeah. The water turns blue. (laughs) Yeah. Fast times at Ridgemont high, I think was the the movie you were thinking of. It was singles. Singles as well. Yeah. (laughs) So it's, it's an ingenious design. Just an ingenious design. It really is. Mm Mm-hmm. Amazing, amazing, amazing. That is what we're looking at it right now. That's it's, interesting. It's so cool. Uh, yeah, it's so cool that you guys are not able to, uh, not only able to get um, uh, the playwright, uh, uh, Jennifer Blackmer, for this, but you're able to get... Meg. <laughs> Meg herself Meg, yeah. to come in and, Do- and... Probably a doctor, Dr. Crane. We should probably call her Dr. Crane. <laughs> <laughs> doctor, doctor, doctor. Yeah, we should. Yeah, yeah we should. Dr. I'm Crane. assuming she is. Yes, Dr. Crane. Dr. Crane. Dr. Crane, paging Dr. Crane. And uh, that she gets to come in, and not only do they get to 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 talk with the playwright, and but 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 they get to talk with her and ask her questions, and 
and hear what she thinks about the play that was written about yeah. her. Which I yeah. Think is yeah. That's fascinating. <laughs> that is really fascinating. I'm so glad that you guys are doing this. And I'm so glad that that Angels is so committed to to developing new playwrights, For helping sure. yeah. helping sure. um, helping actors with monologues and short stories and all of those things. I really appreciate the what you guys bring mm-hmm. to the well, table. Thank you very much. Oh, yes. Yeah, very absolutely. very very valuable part of our uh, theater community, man. Yes. And uh, yeah, it's. I, I think I said before that uh, we think that creation is a vital part of any healthy arts community. Absolutely. Um, and it's a part that we really want to support and, and promote. Right. Yeah. Right. I love it. I, I love it. And I, I, the, the more folks we talk wow. to, um, the, it seems like this area is kind of a, has a kind of an interesting, fun reputation. Is it kind of a new play? incubator type of area and you guys are definitely a good and big part of that well and it sounds and like so exciting and it sounds yeah. like there's there's some others because it's because after this then it goes to indianapolis indiana mm-hmm. to american um lives theater and then it goes to capital stage in Sacram in sacramento yes so so we've got some little pockets around the country with lincoln included that that are including this play and and doing new work. And I'm assuming the the, the playhouse or, uh, or the theater in uh, Indiana is that close to uh, where she's at at Ball State, where she teaches at? Um, well, everything in Indiana is relatively close <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> from a plain state. But, uh, Fair enough. You know, yeah, she... <laughs> I hit him on the head, sorry. <laughs> so it's not quite New Hampshire, but it's... Uh, it, yeah. But no, uh, Jen is in Muncie, which is probably yeah. about an hour outside of Indianapolis. Okay, okay. But yeah, it's a... Uh, Muncie, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's a... Uh, yeah, it's a... Uh, I, I also grew up in Indiana, obviously, and then went to the University of Evansville, cool. where I met met Jen and and uh, all of our colleagues at that time. So Neat. it's just it's just been a real pleasure to, um, you know, you never could have told us this as undergraduates, but yeah, to say. watch each other succeed mm. in the world and be in a position thirty years later to be working together yeah. on such an important artistic process. Is, Absolutely. Is, I gotta tell you, it, for me personally, this is just such a joy and such a um I don't know the right word, but this this reunion mm-hmm. of souls. Right. Yes. Um that somebody who you've known for this long and, and looked at their work and known their work and um, I'm just really thankful for the opportunity to be able to work with her and to uh, present something that I know is a really important play in her pantheon mm-hmm. um, and such an important play for angels and really such an important play for our community. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Well, and I 100%. think I think that connection probably just makes everything better. Got it. Yeah, it's so, so <laughs> right? satisfying. It's got to be yeah. so oh, satisfying. Oh, yeah. Well, it's just oh, got to yeah. make a, I mean, the product just has to be probably even just a little bit better. Well, and yeah, and, and, and with all the personal connections and mm-hmm. the material itself, yeah. Um, everybody that that just you know as artists we know that 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 just gives us more steam mm-hmm. man yeah absolutely it really does yeah because you're creating you're creating with people that you're really comfortable with and i think that probably has a it it's going to show so yeah it will show. yeah yeah it's... for sure absolutely i certainly hope so <laughs> Oh, wow. Well, I'm excited for your upcoming talk this um, on January 5th. Yes. I think this is a, a great conversation that I think that um, 
is going to happen. Yeah, please, please come down and join us. It should be a yeah. really, really great uh, event, and uh, we're really looking forward to it. Absolutely. Um, we're just hopeful that the weather is going to be yeah. going to cooperate with us. <laughs> Yes. That's true. I haven't, oh, I haven't looked past Christmas. <laughs> and it's a, and it's a First Presbyterian Church? First Plymouth, Plymouth Church. Plymouth, Plymouth, Plymouth. Plymouth. <laughs> yeah, First Plymouth Congregational Church. It's Congregational. on uh, 21st and D, or 20th and D. Okay. Um, okay. But it's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's been a, it's been a uh, really important church in supporting some of the work that we're doing and um, yeah, just their, their willingness to hold these conversations and, right. um, you know, engage in, in the arts to, right. as a way to have conversations. Yes. Um, it's really, a, really been a gift. Yeah, that is, that, I love that. I love that you guys are doing that. And I think more and more theaters are realizing just how um, important it is. And even just, just like our podcast, people are getting more... Um, an easier way to to understand what's going on and getting more information yeah. Yeah, um, as well about it. So yeah. thank you so much for coming on and talking. Oh, thank about you. It. Absolutely, really appreciate your time. Yeah, no, you're welcome anytime. Absolutely. A- and so, uh, and we really want to say thank you to Timothy Scholl. He is the executive uh, artistic director over at the Angels Theater Company, and uh, we have been talking about Predictor, which is a new play by Jennifer Blackmer that is premiering at Angels on February 10th but before that on January 5th they're going to have a talk not only with the playwright but with uh, Dr. Meg Crane and she will be there as well and they're going to have a talk uh, I would call it a talk back but a talk and also some questions and answers at the the First Plymouth Congregational Church and that is in Lincoln awesome yes well, and that's a free event, so that's wonderful that you're free open, event. Free yeah. to doors. everyone. Yes, yeah. free to everyone. Just to even have the conversation. Before that's a huge opportunity uh, to meet and get to uh, hear and and speak uh, with these women. And uh, of course, Timothy will also be there. And I'm assuming probably probably the cast will be there as well. Maybe. I think we'll have some cast members some there as well. Members. So yeah, yeah, it should be fun. So can people go ahead and buy tickets for this for the uh, the February 10th show? Yes, so tickets are on sale on the Lead Center website. Um, you can do it. Just look at their uh, event list, and the um, the play will be in the Johnny Carson Theater there at the Lead Center. Nice. I have yet to be to that theater. Every time I try to go to it, I end up across the street, and I don't know what I'm doing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She ends up across the street, and I end up in that theater. <laughs> I'm always. I've seen several things. I like that theater. It's a good one. Yeah, it's a nice little black box theater. Yes, it really, is. Really, really very. Uh, not a nice place to perform here in Lincoln. Thank you so much, Timothy, for taking the time to talk to us. Yes. You are a pleasure to talk to Thank you. you yes. very much. I know we can talk about other things for, for longer, but we won't keep you. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you very much for having me, and I, I love coming to talk with you guys. Oh, love it. Anytime. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you, you bet. Thank you for listening and supporting the arts in the Platte River area and beyond. Please subscribe to our podcast so you are sure to catch all of our future episodes and join us on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Music for this podcast was used with permission by Screaming Skull Productions. See you next time on the Platte River Bard.